You're now listening to So You Were Saying with Dora and Lex. Tune in every Friday for the latest episode. All okay, right. wait, the laptop's muted, right? Yes, everything's muted, girl. I got you. But in that, okay. on that note, hey, hey guys, how are y'all doing? Oh, wait, are we on? Oh, my yeah. God. I sound like I'm in jail. Hey, y'all, hey. Dora I got s- me locked up on the other side of, you know, New York. <laughs> I'm done. I did not lock you up. You locked yourself up. Do you have the computer muted? The FaceTime muted? I think so. I think so. I just want to make sure because we don't need any reverb from anything else except whatever is already going to reverb because yeah, we are going hella ghetto. Low quality recording. I promise y'all we're going to try to figure this out and we're going to try to make it work. But for now, you are now tuned in to another episode of So You Were Saying with the latest, Miss Dora and myself Lex <laughs> <laughs> and this is so funny because I literally told Lex I'm like you're gonna have to FaceTime me because the vibe's not gonna be right and I'm gonna be boring as hell so I need to be able to look at your face because yeah, I yeah, always look at people right now, okay we're on we're on FaceTime and then we're on one phone so that way I can hear her and then I'm on the other phone because we have we both have two phones and then we both have a laptop so <laughs> and then the other phone is so that way you guys can hear me so right. this and, and I couldn't even find my headphones so now I'm holding my phone y'all it's a hot mess but we're gonna make it y'all deserve it okay y'all have waited patiently um Dora is recovering and you know, she's going to be talking about all this good stuff. Actually, what's the topic of today's episode? That's exactly. Well, today's it's not the it's not the aftermath. It's called uh, the surgery. So today is actually explaining to the world exactly what happened to me and why during surgery. You're right. And why I look the way I look. <laughs> oh, God. Wait. So. OK, so. Because I, okay, why did we, okay, I'm trying to remember why we separated. Like, what were the main topics for the surgery that are different from the aftermath? Like, what are we focusing on today? Because I really don't remember. Well, because of the fact that the surgery was supposed to just be explaining, like, you know, what my day was prior to and then what the day of looked like. But obviously other things happened. And then the aftermath, uh, we decided on going about with explaining, you know, what just what has life been since getting the surgery. So do you because we missed the week and technically we're off schedule, do you want to combine the two and just have it like the surgery aftermath, the surgery and the aftermath in one episode? By all means, we can. That's that's I just feel because I feel like now that everything kind of like went left right? <laughs> right like i feel like you can't dip into one without dipping into the other right yeah no so, truthfully yeah it, it it makes sense that so we could take it there um yeah so i guess let, let me let me get my story on <laughs> <laughs> right girl this is your floor honey i'm just here in the background for company purposes at this point so i guess uh you know this this episode's called now the surgery backslash the aftermath um so long story short on march 28th i had my first surgery and yes ladies and gentlemen you heard that right first surgery okay that was the day that i was supposed to get and that i did get my gastric bypass but what ended up happening to your girl was a lot a hot mess um (laughs) so let's just take it to that day i was supposed to be in um, by one o'clock, I didn't end up getting into surgery until four o'clock. 
um, just because everything was delayed with the OR. My surgeon came to see me, very, very charismatic, older gentleman. I love him. Um, we spoke a little, and then they took me, swished me into the OR. By that point, because me being the nervous wreck, I had already peed like 10 times. And I was like, <laughs> my main concern, honestly, the day going into surgery is like, please do not pee on the medical, you know, like the surgery bed. <laughs> Don't be the first one to do that because that's hella embarrassing. But um, that that was literally – no, it's so funny because that was literally my only question to life that day was don't piss on the bed. Don't piss on the bed because then you're going to be known as like Pissy Katie or some crap like that. Right? I don't know. Katie. You ruined it for all y'all Katie's in the world. You I'm pissy sorry. Katie's. I'm sorry. I don't know why I picked Katie. You know what I'm saying. But I just did not want to be known as that person. I'm like, oh, my God, Dora just pissed on the surgical bed. And I don't know why, but whatever. Long story short, I had that surgery. And then once you're done with surgery, they put you into this recovery um, site, right? So it's not your actual room. It's a recovery um, place where they have you monitored. And it's just like it almost looks like a... um, a triage. So like if you've ever been to the emergency room with like all of those, um, what is that called? With the, with the, the curtains, you know, that everybody's divided by a curtain. Okay. It looks like that. So my first recollection coming out of, um, surgery, which ended up taking about three hours for me. Right. Because it took three hours for you to wake up. No, it took three hours in surgery. To get oh. up out of surgery, I think I was out maybe, honestly, I want to say like 30 minutes um, or so afterwards, but I'm not really sure because I was so doped up at that time. So clocks were not my friend. Clocks aren't my friends anyways, but this time it definitely wasn't. <laughs> That's a different story. Right. Let's not go to why education is not the greatest in this country. But anyways, long story short. Oh my God. I will say I woke up and that should have been my first indicator that something was not right. Because I woke up in so much pain. Like, hunty, I was like... Oh, wait. So you were in pain from the moment that you actually came to? Yes, ma'am. I woke up... Why in the world did you try to walk that day that you fell? Oh, because they tell you to walk. You're you're getting ahead of yourself. You're getting ahead of yourself. Listen to me. You're getting ahead of yourself because first of all, I came off from recovery and I was in pain and I told the lady, I was like the lady, the nurse, right? I was like, I'm in so much pain. Is it supposed to hurt like this? And mind you, I'm really good with pain or so I thought until I've had this experience and then she's like, yes, it's going to click in. It's just because, you know, you just re- like, you know, you just got out of surgery. It's going to get better. We're giving you medicine. I was like, I need something stronger. They gave me some more Tylenol or something. She gave me something for the pain while I was in recovery. That's how much pain I was in. Right. right. And then I was like. I need something else. I was like, I feel like I'm going to throw up. I feel like I'm going to pass out. I feel like I was like the queen of, I feel like everything is happening to me. An earthquake, uh, everything. And I'm literally like just laying in this bed, like holding my stomach, feeling like I can't breathe completely. So she's like, well, if you need something stronger, that has to be done on your floor by your own nurses. They have to speak to the surgical team. So we're going to try to move you from recovery. So I had to actually 
get removed from recovery beforehand because I was in so much pain. You didn't, well, I can't say you didn't tell me this. We barely spoken. Guys, this is, I'm telling you, we have barely spoken. So we're getting the tea at Blind Cassie at the same time. I'm definitely <laughs> having this conversation before y'all are hearing this conversation, but you know, y'all get my drift. Yeah. <laughs> and so, just FYI, I'm sitting here looking at you and your face has cleared up so much. And yes, like your face is looking kind of slim, sis. It's looking kind of slim. Yeah. Just FYI, I'm just saying. There's a reason for that too. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, because honestly, y'all, we haven't spoken. Like we've been on Facetime very briefly, but it's been mostly like her talking to Turtle, and then just in and out phone calls. So I'm like actually staring at you now on FaceTime. I'm like, okay, go off, sis. I see you slimming out and your face clearing up. Oh, go off, sis. I see that anemia kicking in. (laughs) I'm weak. Ow. Um, (laughs) But... Ow. But no, this... Lord, this this story is so multi-layered. But if we just move on to like... Okay, so now I'm out of recovery, right? And now I'm into my room and then I, they're wheeling me in and I have a roommate at this point. And now my roommate, I see her. um, Did your roommate have the same surgery? She actually had a gastric uh, sleeve done. Oh, but you were similar procedures. Like you guys are roomed up with similar procedures. Right. I actually knew who she was because of the group chat that we have. Like there's a Facebook group that we have. Oh, that's dope. Right. So I recognize her face from the group, uh, the Facebook group. Um, and she she just she looked uncomfortable. Like sis was like, I can't like <laughs> like yeah, I can't see, the, see face. the face she just made, but if you could. Yeah, she yo. I was just like, Oh God. And then here I am being rolled in because, you know, I needed extra medication. I was like, Oh God, this is not looking great because <laughs> she, she, <laughs> No, but it's serious. Like she had had surgery like four hours prior to me. And I was like, you still look like that, sis. Like we got problems here. Like somebody, somebody please call somebody. This is just a lot. This is a lot. (laughs) So then it's just like, it starts kicking in. And like, as the pain progresses, they tell you, and they always check on your like mental health to see like how you're doing. And I remember, like, they always, like, stress the fact of you might start having feelings of regret and, like, feeling sorry for yourself. Yeah, they stress that a lot. And they're like, you know, we always have people that you can talk to and blah, 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 this and that. I was like, girl, out my face. I just want to be skinny. Right? (laughs) (laughs) I just want to slim down and get thicker. I was like, back up. (laughs) I was like, I'm still getting this crap. Right? And in my head, I'm like thinking about it now. When I was actually in the bed, it hit me. It hit me so bad mentally. I was, and especially like when I was in that bed and then they, uh, you know, my, my actual RN that was in charge of me that night came over and everybody's super sweet. Like I have to give it up to that hospital, to the nurses, like y'all are the true MVPs and I cannot thank you so much for actually listening and not just, you know, my complaints going to deaf ears 
because many, many times. And that's really important. Yes, because many, many times when you're advocating for yourself and especially when you're complaining of pain, the first thing that people think is, oh, my God, did we just operate on an addict? And is this something that, you know, isn't as bad as that person saying and they're just looking to have, you know, their next fix or whatever. Um, right. Not that I gave them any motive to think that I was an addict. But what I'm saying is like these things <laughs> actually do come through and many times people end up not alive because of that. You know what I mean? So I do have to like give it up to those, <clears throat> excuse me, to those nurses that helped me out that first day. Um, so I, what ended up happening is I was in so much pain. I asked for. Oh, what happened with the cute nurse? Oh, sorry. Completely off track. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my brain just went to the cute nurse. Yeah, we definitely talked while she was in the hospital. I mean, again, briefly, but there was a cute nurse. No. So first of all, he was not an RN. He was a surgical um, resident. And Oh, my bad. Sir. Surgical resident. You <laughs> was hot. I heard you was hot, honey. <laughs> <laughs> that surgical resident, I believe his first name was whatever it you was. Can't give that exactly. First name. <laughs> <laughs> whatever that for, that um man's first name was, but legit, like he such a such a cutie pie and such a great smile. And you was know you were, ring? No, no ring. He was definitely Girl. not. Oh mm-hmm. right, you did tell me that. You can go check him out again. I'm just saying. I know. Don't you go back in for um for for, for a checkup? <laughs> not with him. I go with my doctor. He's not a surgical oh. resident. Or, yeah, I know. It was. It yeah. I've I've been through that depression. I should have given him my number the first night. Of, you but whatever. Have. That's that's not here. Anyways, but my first nurse was actually a male nurse as well. You, good good for looking out because sis would have been a goner had you not been there. <laughs> but anyways, so back to the story. I was in pain. Sis was in pain. Sis was asking for um heating pads. Sis was asking for water because I had been without water for such a long time and I was thirsty and they gave me this little jar of 24 ounces of water sis drank that in like 10 minutes I'm like bam done can I have some more they said no (laughs) I was like what you mean no they're like no you were supposed that was supposed to last you for the whole first day like it usually takes people the whole like first day. An ounce for an hour, like twenty four. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, and I no. was like, uh, I was like, okay, y'all need to understand. You guys <laughs> told me that I had to drink sixty four ounces of water every single day before this surgery. I have been drinking seventy two plus. Now you're <laughs> telling me that I'm reduced to twenty four, like which is a blender <laughs> bottle. Stop it. Give me my water. I was upset. (laughs) And I was extra upset because not only was I upset because I was thirsty, I was upset because I was in pain. And it's just. I am weak. (laughs) But it was so like, I'm laughing about this, but it was so traumatized. Like, I cannot explain. I'm the type of person. No, I remember how you looked when you came out. Y'all, she looked like a, a. freaking zombie yes had attacked her and she Mm. was like "Uh." yes yes that was (laughs) like like, that's no exaggeration like her lips were pale and ashy her Mm -hmm. face was it was like you would have thought that she was two steps from her freaking deathbed i'm not joking it was terrible like it that that wasn't like a post-surgery look it was like yo something's really wrong with you Mm mm-hmm and but because there was <laughs> because well, there right. was 
But um, so in essence, they refuse to give me water. And this is where I always state, be your own advocate. I started realizing, again, I've lived in my body for the past 32 years. So it's just like, I know when something's not right. And it was just one of those things. There was too much pain. I was feeling cold. I'm never cold, okay? I was feeling super cold, ever. Um, So I started being my own advocate, meaning that they would draw blood. And then I would look on my phone to see what my stats were. And I remember looking at my hemoglobins and seeing that they were like dropping. And these things were dropping like like by a lot to the point where I ended up having, I think, below six where they were just like. explain that to some people because some people are going to be like, well, what does that mean when the hemoglobin is dropping? Right. Meaning that you no longer have red blood cells in your system. So your blood is comprised of different parts. So you have white blood cells, plasma, you know, you have red blood cells. My red blood cells were like disappearing. But people are like, disappearing? Where? Where could it possibly be going? Well, that's the (laughs) – no, because literally, like, that's what I would say. I'm like, but disappearing, like, were you stabbed? Were you whatever? No, I had surgery. And what ended up happening to me is I had internal bleeding with a hematoma in my stomach, meaning that there was blood – that was leaking from two different parts of my surgical um, entrances. And it was bleeding into my stomach towards the left bottom quadrant. So the little left uh, square of my stomach was being bled into. And what ended up happening is that I was in so much pain because the acidity of your stomach versus the acidity of your actual blood do not mesh. Right. (laughs) So it causes extra pain. And the blood was coagulating in my stomach, meaning that it was making itself into like jello. Yeah, exactly. In my stomach. Um, But we didn't know this just yet. But what ended up keying them (laughs) into this situation is that they saw my red blood cells keep dropping. And not only that, but I was in so much pain that I could not be seated. I could not be seated. I could not be laying down. Like I just needed to be in movement because I felt like that was the only thing like I don't know. I felt like running, to be completely honest, like out of that hospital because I was like, I need to leave. Like something's not (laughs) wrong. (laughs) Like I feel like, no, like it comes. I don't know. I was just so mentally like stressed because I'm like, damn, I just had an elective surgery that I selected to do. And what's so messed up in my head, the first thing I'm like, "I, I need to let everybody know that's important to me where everything is. That's the first thing like that. When You're like I, prepping for the worst case scenario. Right. In my head. Like, You're like there, I might die and this is what we need. This is what you all need to know if that time comes. Right. Like, and it's so funny because prior to my surgery, I had been joking around. I was like, I'm going to get my nails done, my eyebrows done, you know, um, and, and my wax done to make sure that God forbid I got to go, you know, I'm casket ready. you definitely said that i said that several times over and then catch me having internal bleeding in the hospital (laughs) and i'm like oh god so then as this is happening what ended up happening next is i i was like i need to go to the bathroom because i feel like i need to go pee and then i was like just go just go because i'm i'm like a doer so i was like okay so dora go bathroom's not that far like move those little feet like you got this (laughs) you got this right and it's so funny because I had clicked the button and my whole thing is always like don't piss on the bed right so (laughs) 
Here we go again. Here we go. So I just, I make it to the bathroom. And by that time I had clicked on the little button for like my nurse to come. So my nurse is like, whoa, like, you know, I told you to come and find me, you know, like whatever. I was like, I clicked the button. You were late. <laughs> I was like, I didn't want to piss on the bed. Right. <laughs> it's just, um, so he was like, okay, that's fine. I'm here. So then I was like, okay. So then it was my turn to, uh, basically turn around to position myself on the toilet. Right. Right. I kid you not. I'm talking to my nurse, and yes, my nurse was a male. And no, you lose all type of insecurities or like, oh, don't look at me. You don't care while you're in the middle of almost dying. <laughs> you don't. I guarantee you that is the last thing coming across, whether this man looked at a titty or a nuna, like it didn't matter. Okay? Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, so literally, we're turning around, and he's helping, and he's like, just slowly, you know, turn around and then position yourself on, you know, on the toilet, and then just do your business and call me over as I'm turning over. I was turning over towards my right because they had a bar for assistance. Cause obviously it's, it's the hospital bathroom and I am now facing the wall with both hands, not touching the bar, but right above the bar. And then all of a sudden he's like, okay, like, you know, grab on and then, you know, like sit your ass down. Right. And all of a sudden I'm like, I can't. And he's like, wait, he's like, are you feeling okay? Because I guess he's, he then looked at me and saw that I went into a different type of color. So he started questioning his own training, I think, because then he start. he's like, are you still with me, Dora? Are you still with me? And I'm like, yeah, I were just. Were they calling you Dora or were they calling you by your name? They were calling me by my uh, legal name. Your name? Yes. Oh, okay. So. I was like, so I I told him, I was like, I'm fine. I'm here. I can listen. I'm listening to you. And then I go quiet. I was like, I'm going to pass out. I have, I grabbed the, the bar. I was like, but I can't hold on. He's like, what? And I was like, I can't, I'm, I'm going down. And boom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going down. Uh, that's it's literally happening. what I said. He's that like, what? That is the what? worst feeling yeah. in the world. When you're about to pass out, and you know you're gonna pass out, right. and there's nothing you can do. It was want. nothing, like literally. That brought back so many flashbacks. Like I really, and the thing is, like I felt so pathetic because I'm like, oh my god, girl, like the bar is right there. <laughs> like I was hovering, like I could feel the coldness of the bar, even though my fingers were like dead, like paper white. They're paper white now, like Lord Jesus. But anyways, it's the anemia at this point. <laughs> well, I, I promise, I have strength. Um, but it was just kind of like, I was hovering <laughs> over and then he's like, he's like, it's fine. It's fine. And then he like, you know, like put his arms under, like underneath my, yeah, exactly. Gave me that little scoop underneath the thing and like sat me down. So I didn't actually like, like there was Ain't a, nothing. right. So, and I didn't like fall forward or back or anything oh, like that. Oh, you got lucky girl. I had nobody to catch me when I fell. It was over. Oh God, I, I hit the Lord. floor. <laughs> No, 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 no. I got, I was speaking. But that's the funny thing. Like, I never completely passed out. It was, uh, I lost strength. And I told him, as I'm going, I was like, I don't have strength in my arms. I don't have strength in my legs. I'm going down. (laughs) And then literally, like, he scooped me up and, like, helped me down. And then I was like, this is the most pain relief that I felt this whole time. And he's like, what? And I was like, being in fetal position is the best thing. 
<laughs> no, no, okay. Not for nothing. I've that has come to mind so many different times in my life that mm-hmm. I feel like fetal position is the safest position in the world. It's like it is I've been in so many different positions of pain. Mm-hmm. And every time I'm in fetal position, I feel better. It yeah. doesn't matter. Like mm-hmm. fetal position feels the most safe and comfortable and whatever pain you have will subside Yeah, in fetal position. And that's literally how I felt. But by this time I was on, and I don't know to, they said it was quick to me. It was like, I was just seeing everything in like a slow-mo Grey's Anatomy type uh, of yep. thing. Like swoosh, swoosh, swoosh. Right. <laughs> But to me, they said it was quick because I later spoke to that same nurse and he was like, oh, my goodness, you you had me call a code. And I was like, I called a code. (laughs) I was like, dear Lord, honey. But, yeah, they called a code purple because that's what I kept hearing. Cold purple, cold purple patient on the floor. That patient was Dora. (laughs) And in my head, I'm like, oh, my God, you're so dramatic. Like, get up. I, in my head, I'm like, get up, get up. You're you're drawing attention to yourself. Like, just get up. Like, why can't you be normal? And then, oh my god! But it was hysterical, and they had, and I'm telling, when I'm telling you, like thirty, like the all the nurses like left all their other people to come to me, because they put like you know I had my um the 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 cuff to read my blood yeah. pressure. My blood pressure was through the roof. It was like through the, they're like shining the light in my eyes. They're like, oh my goodness, I think she's gonna seize. I was like, you think I'm gonna have a seizure? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, you think I'm gonna have a seizure? I was like, oh lord. I'm really dying. What is happening? Yeah, I was like, oh my God. It's funny now, you guys, but it wasn't funny then, I promise. Right. And then the whole time, I'm like, everybody doesn't know everything that they need to know. We have trained for this for several years, and this is why I do certain things the way that I do. And I was like, you guys aren't prepared to lose me. I was like, oh, damn. I was like, we got a problem. But if God says this is my turn, I got to go. But it's just like, what about y'all? <laughs> like, and it's just, it's crazy the things that run through your head. Like, I'm just... And, and it's so funny because that happened. And obviously, like, you know, the whole thing, they put me on the bed. They they put my bed, like, upside down where, like, they wanted all the blood t- that was left in my body to rush to my <laughs> head and to my heart and to protect my lungs and all these right. crazy things. And then eventually they came back and they're like, so we're convinced you have internal bleeding. No, you First don't of all, I'm going to I'm gonna have to cut that out. But no, no, no sugar, honey, I see, right? Um, and second of all, you're going to need another surgery. And I was like, oh God, I was like, oh my goodness. Okay. And at this point it's two in the morning when this happened. So I was hey, like, you didn't text me until 6am. Listen, listen, I called. No. Okay. So I'm sorry. I'm jumping ahead. But when, when the fall happened, it was at 2am. Oh, okay. When everything else where it took them some time because they didn't want to leave because they thought I was going to code and seize and, you know, door was going to just plop there and just die like a fish or something. Right. So they didn't want to <laughs> leave. It took, it took a couple of hours. Fish. 
And then they took even more blood from me, right? And not only that, but they started, um, I had a total of three IVs mm-hmm. that ended up being one on my right arm in like my forearm, one on my left hand because I'm tatted on my left forearm so they couldn't find it. But my nurse did. He's like, I'm going to find it on her hand now. He, he was not joking. He was like, she's not dying on my watch. That ain't going to go on my record. And <laughs> I give you props for that, sir. I give you props for that. Kay, you are the real deal. True MVP, because seriously, that boy, I, I don't know. I would marry you just to say thank you. Um, and then the, the final thing that they decided to do was they uh, attached a central line to my neck, right to my car- carotid artery. So that's the yeah. main one that runs through you, to your heart. Um, so long story short, I was in not a great position at this point. I was white. My lips were blue. I was super cold. My heart rate would, it was elevated, started screaming tachycardic, right? It's tacky. It's tacky. That's all I kept hearing. Um, and then before they actually came to me and told me that I was having surgery, I see them walking in with a bag of blood. And I was like, I'm going to need surgery. (laughs) This is before they told me that I needed surgery. I was like, I'm going to need surgery. And then the realness of everything started hitting me. And I was like, I need to get in communication with the people that are in my house sleeping right now. Because if I don't tell them and they get a phone call from the hospital, it's going to be worse. Right. And literally in my head. I'm surprised you've held the tears back this long. I think it's because we've just been laughing about it. But this is no joke, y'all. This was not funny when everything was happening. It was very emotional and very intense and scary. It was very scary. It was... I knew that I needed to get that phone call to my mother first before the hospital did because god forbid i didn't make it she needs to hear it from me like in order for her to process it later she needed to hear it from me right and oh lord jesus it was just but during that phone call i did not cry During this whole process, I did not cry. I cried when I was in pain before the fall, but after the fall, and then once I knew in my head that I needed surgery and that things were not looking great for me, I did not cry. I did not share not one tear because I knew that my mom, first of all, my mom was going to freak out right away. And I didn't want to add insult to injury. By adding that emotion, I made it as textbook as possible, almost to try to exaggerate to say, oh, this kind of happens to everyone. It doesn't. <laughs> but right. but I, I said it in that fashion to give her a little bit more peace. Um, but yeah, I remember I called my house around like three, almost four in the morning and my father didn't pick up and then my mom had to go to work so I was like you want to know what I'm just gonna leave it and then finally when they came in with the paperwork and I had to sign in consent which was around like 6 30 um that's when I was like I have to call again like I was like there's no 
there's no backseas now. Like this is official. This is not my own diagnosis of having a second surgery. This is me. Like I actually do need surgery at this point. And then they were telling me that it, there was a possibility that they were going to actually have to open me completely to be able to remove the, the hematoma from my stomach. Um, right. Because by this point they, I had lost so much blood. So they gave me a transfusion. Um, one before, uh, you know, after the fall, then they gave me another, um, two bags of blood during surgery. And then I had another bag of blood given to me after my second surgery, um, because my, my numbers were still very low. So in total, I had four units of blood that I lost in my body that day. The body only has 10. 10 units. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Four units is a lot, people. Four units is a lot. I was about half of my b- red blood cells were like gone into La La Land. Well, not into La La Land, into my stomach. So it was just very scary. And I remember as soon as call, you know, like I called my mom and I spoke to her. I kid you not, like 10 minutes after when they were putting the central line, I heard my mother's voice in the hospital. I'm like, how did you even get in? This is not even visitation hours. That's like the first thing that I said. But I should have known better, my mom being who she is. And she ran in and she was like, I just need to see her. And literally, like, my parents got to my side and they were with me for, I want to say, like, two minutes. And I forgot. Do you remember the text message that I sent you? I can pull it up right now. You could go ahead because I'm really curious on what I actually wrote. It was first of all, your text message was very brief and un and, and undescriptive. It just <laughs> didn't have enough information, right? And I was stressed because nice. I missed the freaking call because I don't even know how you said. So I need another surgery. I may have a bleed. Just wanted to let you know because my phone is not going to be a main priority. Have a great day. With a smiley face. <laughs> With a smiley face. Yeah. And then Lex calls my mother and actually finds out what's going on. Absolutely. First of all, that is not a, a text. Have a great day. I have to have another surgery. Catch you on the flip side. No, ma'am. And you know what? It's so funny because when I read the text, the way that you sent it, I was like, nah, sis is downplaying this to a T. Let me just check in. But everything's going to be fine. Let me just call her mom. And I looked at the time, I was like, it's not even 7 a.m. Maybe I shouldn't call her mom. Mm-hmm. But nah, I couldn't. And I called her mom right away. And I was all happy and positive thinking until I heard your mom's voice. Like, the fact that your text message was so brief. Right. And then speaking to your mom when she answered the phone and the moment that your mom, like she started explaining to me what was going on, her voice cracked and she started crying and I instantly became scared. I instantly became scared because I was like, okay, this is not something that's a one, two, three, six. This is deeper than this text message made it seem and now I'm scared and I remember I was I had to work and when my dad came in he was like you okay and I was like no Dora has to go in for the surgery 
am freaking out because her mom is freaking out and that's never a good sign. Yeah. And I couldn't like your the your mom just uh I'll tell you one thing. That was one of the scariest calls that I've had to make and that I've had to sit through. And it was short. It was short and it was scary. And those first couple hours when you were in surgery and I was waiting on a response were terrible. Yeah. And I was, and the second surgery was pretty much just as long as the first one. (laughs) No, it was. It was like, yo, that whole morning I was working. I was training, thank God. Because if I actually had to, like, be in the phones that day, there was no way. I would have called out. They would have had to, I would have called out. (laughs) Even training, I would have called, because there was no way I was taking calls that day. Even my trainer knew something was wrong. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, I'm good. I'm listening. I'm taking notes quietly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. thank god i don't have to actually go in anywhere because i'd have been screwed <laughs> like the face <laughs> read all my energy it's like, <laughs> why are you here <laughs> but, but no it was um it was bad you guys it was bad and it was scary and it was nothing that i would wish on you know people like as scary as it is for the person who's going through it, it's just as scary for the people that love them yeah and that do you understand my importance with calling my mother about it? <laughs> it's just Absolutely. I just it, in in my head it just didn't work out any other way. Like I knew I needed to speak to my mother. Yeah, if your mom would have gotten a call from the hospital before you, well, either while you were in surgery or even before you went into surgery or after surgery, it wouldn't have been uh, a. It wouldn't have been, no, it would have been 20 times, you know, 100 times right. worse. Right, Um, But long story short, it's funny because I, they received the call from me. So, like, my mom, I called my mom and obviously I was on speaker and then my dad heard everything. Um, But then shortly after, just a couple of minutes after, they received a phone call from the hospital saying what was going on. And my mom's like, I'm already on my way. <laughs> of course. And the hospital's like, what? Who told you? And I was like, me, me checking my chart. <laughs> <laughs> me making sure that, you know, my people are in the know. Because I would hate that. Like, I've, I've been in a position where I've lost someone unexpectedly. Right. I take, woo child. When I tell you that that hits, like... nothing else in the world is different. And I just did not want that. It's just, if I have to go, I want you to hear it from me. Right. Everybody doesn't have that opportunity, but in this case, I would have had that opportunity, but thankfully we're in America and we have great technology and great doctors that did jump in. And I had a tag team surgery, uh, between my doctor and another doctor. Um, that's also just as great. And they were able to fix everything and just make sure. Um, but that did obviously elongate my stay at the hospital because it went from a two day procedure to then me being in the hospital for five days. And like I said, you know, receiving, um, additional blood be and additional, you know, I had potassium and magnesium and iron given to me just because of the fact that, you know, I had lost so much blood that I had to replenish all of my micronutrients. But thankfully I was able to get out. And I remember 
when I got out of surgery, I saw both my parents um, that evening and everything was good. I was placed actually in surgical ICU, uh, not because anything went wrong with the second surgery, but they wanted to have a closer eye on me. And then I would stay in uh, the ICU for two days and then complete my the rest of my stay in the regular unit. And they gave me they were nice enough to give me my own room. So I never had to share a room with anyone except that first, you know, a couple of hours after my first surgery. Right. And I have to give it up to my dad because. Take your time. They were not cutting this out. Because that man sat with me every single day when I woke up from my uh, second day in ICU, my dad was there. And my dad just sat all those days with me until from the point in time that visitation started to the end and then my mom would come after work just to chill and kick it because I was in a lot of pain. And... I just needed, at that point, you know, physically they they had figured out what was wrong and and solved the problem, but I needed a lot of mental help at that point. Right. Because it's just one of those things of, did I make the right decision? Mm -hmm. Or did I just place myself into a position where it's just like, for the rest of my life, I'm going to have to go through this enormous struggle because of something that I decided. And was I truly ready for this? It it was just tough, but having him there was just like a lot easier because then I had somebody to talk to. We saw a lot of renovation (laughs) TV and we we were watching people remodel their houses and, and then the nurses would come up. (laughs) Exactly. And then the (laughs) nurses would come in and then they would like talk about like the print. Do you like that print? Do you like that print? Do you like that print? We would talk to the nurses like all about, you know, cause these are young nurses like in their twenties. Um, and they're all just like, and I was like, oh, you still live with your parents? And like, what do you decorate? And are you thinking of buying property? Like, it was just <laughs> <laughs> honestly, like so much all in between of stages of just like being in a lot of pain, needing medication in and out of sleep because those medications would just like knock me out. Um, To then finally being able to go home and like my dad being the one to drive me back and then starting a whole... <laughs> <laughs> another life whole different process of oh. recovery which i think that you were right and we are gonna meet two episodes and i feel like i didn't realize that i completely forgot how in-depth the surgery was I told but you. you guys this is not gonna be a one uh a two-in-one this is gonna be a twofer so <laughs> <laughs> we are going to end it on the note of the surgery um, I'm gonna let Dora finish on what she's saying, but we're definitely gonna have the aftermath because not for nothing, the aftermath has been such a journey. Um, FYI, because I know what it is said in the beginning, it is officially a month. It'll be a month, and actually, it hasn't been a month, but the day that this episode is released will make it a month since um the first, actually, since the second, the second surgery, surgery, technically. Mm-hmm. since the second surgery so you guys that is a whole different journey and it deserves its own episode so we're actually gonna 
continue this on a different episode. But as always, unless Dora has something else to say, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you guys um, enjoyed this episode. It's been very therapeutic on the outside, you know, for her, for her, I can see it on her face. And for me, it's, it definitely gave me some more insight into the whole situation. So thank you so much for being here with us. As always, follow us on all of our social media accounts. Yes. Ms. Dora. I'd, and a lot to say. Listen to part two. It's well worth it. Um, And if you are thinking of getting the surgery, please do not take my situation to be the final end all be all. There are people, you know, my first roomie, she's doing great. <laughs> didn't have any of the situations so please this is not meant to scare you this is just literally what I went through and my story alone um there are great doctors out there this had nothing to do with anything uh, to do with malpractice of any sort this is just some things that can go wrong when you're having surgery um and unfortunately I had to experience it but I love you thank you so much for the support and yeah always just follow through bye bye bye